Welcome, beautiful people, and thank you for joining us on Till the Wheels Fall Off, a podcast by Two Folk Couple. I'm Matt. And I'm Paige. And we're here to inspire others, to bring you guys into our lives and tell you a little bit about our journey. Over 20 years together, we've learned a few things. We're going to work toward being the best version of yourself possible. We're going to dig into building a positive mindset, discuss mental health, addiction recovery, improving fitness, building businesses, and insight into what it takes to navigate life today. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode where today we are talking about all or nothing thinking. That stinking thinking. Also called black or white thinking or sometimes polarized thinking, it is a cognitive distortion. And a cognitive distortion, it, thoughts that cause individuals to perceive reality inaccurately. Uh, it's an exaggerated or irrational thought pattern. And this one's super common. And it is one that I guess we both in some ways have experience with. So we've also figured out a way to get through it. So that's why we are here today. So other examples of cognitive distortions, mental filtering. So if everything, hap- if you know someone or if you are someone, everything is just always negative. If you got just always negative, I'm thinking of um, Tony Soprano's mother. This is like, she was a <laughs> classic example or someone that makes over generalizations. If it's one thing, it must apply to all things. Uh, jumping to conclusions, um, catastrophizing, um, personalizing. So just because someone says something doesn't necessarily mean they're talking about you. <laughs> Why are you laughing? This is one of those, if the shoe fits type of episodes for me, <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. So, but we're focusing on all or nothing thinking today, uh, is it tends to be present in our lives and tons and tons of other people. So we thought it could be helpful if we kind of went through our experience with this and how we conquered It in most areas of life. Still conquering. So and it also tends to be present in people that suffer from depression or anxiety. Yeah. But it's not necessarily caused by that. And it doesn't cause depression or anxiety. It's just a trait that a lot of people who have depression and anxiety have. But it can cause more anxiety as you go down the wormhole of stinking thinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are also cultural and environmental and societal factors that kind of play into this as well. How you were raised, who raised you. Um, but in our relationship, this has been like a fault line where I'm standing on one side and Paige is on the other as she tends to be an all or nothing thinker. Um, you've got one person who's kind of flexible and I guess, God, this is terrible. Am I more rational than you? Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Is that fair? It is. It sounds, fair. It sounds is bad fair. coming out no, of no, my no. mouth. It's, it, it is. It's true because this is irrational thinking. Yeah. And then you're very like cemented in, in your way of thinking and what you believe your reality to be. And sometimes it's really tough to see eye to eye in our marriage yeah. over something. So, um, what are some traits of an all or nothing thinker page? Okay. So a perfectionist perfectionist. Yep. That's me. <laughs> That's you. Okay. <laughs> it is a lot of me. All right. Uh, feeling like a failure. Um, having a low self-esteem, difficult finding a middle ground or solutions, less likely to take risks. You're unfor- you're unwilling to forgive yourself. Um, trouble asking others for help, a lack of resilience, less self-compassion. Yeah, you're you're very compassionate. To others. Absolutely. Just not yourself. No, I beat myself up more than anybody in my life. Yeah, so I'm going through this list looking like the check marks. So 
Um, some of these, yeah, more so than others. Some, some of these, not so much, uh, trouble asking others for help. You definitely have trouble asking for help. And I've gotten better at that. That's one thing that I don't, I've, you don't mind telling me to get my ass off the couch anymore. Right. Exactly. It's a good thing. Thank you. (laughs) So Paige has a story and I think it's going to be helpful. So you go ahead and just kind of tell us your experience with all or nothing thinking. Like when did you first find out it was even a thing? Okay, well, I found out about all or nothing thinking about five years ago when I started going to therapy. How did it come up? Um, I guess I was telling her my problems and she gave me a sheet of paper and said, these are cognitive disorders and tell me which ones you had. I checked off probably 10 out of 12. Really? Yes, I did. So that list we went through in the beginning, you that's why you were saying you, you felt seen, huh? Absolutely. Okay, so yeah. you, so you were told, okay, that you have... All or nothing thinking is always like the first one on there. And it, they all kind of go together yeah when i was reading through them a lot of them kind of were in the same line of all or nothing thinking like black or white things either this or that there's no middle ground there's no gray area right but the all or nothing that is like the hardest thing for me that is one of my main ones that i've had um so yeah my therapist and i talked through it a few times i mean we still still deal with it when i have issues um but i guess an example I can put up is like when I used to diet, you know, I would eat some, a chip with queso and I think, oh my gosh. Like I've, while you were on your diet. Yes. While I was on my diet and I've blown my diet. Oh my gosh. I might as well just keep eating the entire bowl of cheese. I have completely messed up everything and I'm just screwed from here on out. So you would just give up and quit. Yes. I would give up and quit. It's like this idea that like can't win. Don't try. Right. Exactly. Okay. And I think this is a very common one for a lot of people and it's a diet buster for sure. Yeah. For a lot of folks like, so we're part of a large group. So E2M fitness and it's got this awesome Facebook group and it's got 150,000 people and everyone tells their stories. And you do see common themes with this in particular, where you'll have people, something will happen in their life. They'll get a crazy work project or they'll go on a trip. And while dealing with stress or dealing with, um, you know, the freedoms of a vacation, they might not make the best choices when it comes to being fit and their fitness goals. And as soon as they do, they just disappear. Mm-hmm. You'll go, you'll see someone who's posting every day for accountability. Like, Hey, I got it in today. Killed it. Flex, cool picture. And then they're just gone. Right. They're gone. And then you see the same stories over and over. People will come back a month too later, sometimes longer than that, sometimes quicker. And it's always the same thing. It's this derailed me. And my thinking was, I just screwed this whole thing up. I'll just try again next round. So for the next seven weeks, I'm just going to do nothing but sit on my butt and wallow in my pity. And that's it. That's just, I screwed it all up. And it's, so you've, you've gotten on the other side of this. So how did you do that? What, what, what did you see? How did you see the gray area? And by the way, black and white, two different colors, right? That's why it's called black or white thinking. It's either this or that. And we, we fail to realize that there is a middle ground of gray and it's the human eye can see over 500 shades of gray. Did you know that hmm, no. there are over 500 distinguishable shades of gray? And I think of this as a spectrum on one side, you've got black on the other. You've got white that are both possibilities. I, I give you that. But in the middle, there are 500 other possibilities of gray that could take place. Mm-hmm. But with all or nothing thinking, your thought is one extreme or the other. So you're not thinking to yourself, I just had a chip in queso. It's not the end of the world. For the last week, I've been eating really well. I'm just going to get right back on. Yeah. So 
what's going on in your mind when you're having that thought? Well, it took practice. Like it didn't happen immediately. I just had to force myself to do what I knew it was right. So I just, I don't, I just, you're looking at me funny. No, I'm just, I'm looking at you just like learning. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to understand what's going on that would make you discount all the great things you just did. I don't know. We just, I, I pick up that negative and it overpowers the positive. So I'm in recovery and I work with a lot of men in recovery and something that happens to a lot of people in their sobriety journey is a relapse. Now it's not to sit here and let me just preface this by saying that I don't think relapse is a good thing. I think there are a lot of dangerous indicators that we can recognize that, and we'll realize that we didn't just happen to have a drink, that those thoughts started taking place months, if not years before we actually took a drink in sobriety. But what I see a lot is that people will have a relapse, they'll have a drink, and then they'll have this all or nothing thought that I've just ruined 10 years of sobriety. So now what's the point? I'm just going to go back out. And they just go crazy. They go balls to the wall. They'll start picking up drugs they've never touched before. They'll start drinking every day rather than saying to themselves for the last 10 years. So that's like what? 36,500 days. If my math is correct. Is that right? I don't know. No. Is that 3650? I don't know. It's late. So it's a lot of days. It's a ton of days there. And you have stayed sober for all but one of them. Look at how many good days you put together. You can do this. You have done this. Rather, the all or nothing person says, if I'm not a success, I'm a failure. Right. And they just quit. Yeah. And it, it, it makes me think of like social media. Okay. We put ourselves out there and we can get a hundred positive messages, so many comments and reactions, but we get one negative response. What, what do we think? Oh my gosh, we're not good enough. It derails us. It makes us feel like we're like all the positives means nothing. Like this is where we have to look at reality and be like, wow, you know, there was way more positive than there was negative. Why am I only thinking of this one negative thing that throws me off completely? It's so irrational. It really is. It's irrational. It's irrational to think. And so part of the solution is looking at reality. And you kind of mentioned that just a moment ago. So looking at the reality of the situation, but it's tough to do when your reality is black or white. Yes. How do you break through that barrier? Um, I mean, I have to ask myself, you know, why not me? What do you mean? I don't like, why can't I do something positive? I don't know. Which <laughs> All or nothing tinkered. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just gave up on the whole podcast. Okay. I didn't give up the, on the literally, whole podcast. Literally, that, that okay. was an example. I'm going to get example. real. Before we started this, it, the, we've been talking about this topic for a while and I, I've worked on this in therapy for a long time and I've had a lot of growth. I really have. But I did get set back when we were discussing it because I was like, oh my gosh, I have all or nothing thinking and I'm a terrible person. That's wild to me. Wild. Like I started criticizing myself and saying bad things. It's just like if we get in an argument and you're like calling me names or something, I don't know. And I think, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad person. I'm a terrible person. I'm going to go away and the world doesn't need me anymore. And that's a very, very hard place to be in. And the way I get out of it is I have to really give myself positive affirmations and tell myself that everything is not 
what you think. We allow, I was allowing my thoughts instead of my, you know, reality take over. Okay. Yeah. And we're not going to edit this uh, a lot of times oh. whenever we have a mistake in a, in a, in a podcast fight, because not all of this is scripted. Like we'll have an outline, general outline, but a lot of the questions just kind of come at her. And she's told me before, like, I don't like when you ask me questions sometimes, because if I don't have an immediate answer, I feel like it just ruins the flow of the conversation. And so a lot of times we'll just cut and we'll either edit back in or we'll just start the whole thing over. But I think this is fitting for this episode. We're going to keep this going because the reality is we've had a great conversation up to this point. Mm -hmm. And for one moment you lapsed in your thought and now you're thinking the whole thing's ruined. Restart this thing. Yeah. It's wild. Right. It's wild. But that's a perfect example of what all or nothing thinking is in reality. So like back to the sobriety example, the reality is that you've stayed sober and you've done great things sober. You've proved to yourself you can do it for so long. You had a slip up. The reality is that for the most part, you're okay. A reality, there's no rule that says once you have a relapse, your life is ruined and nothing you've ever done up to that point means nothing. We mm-hmm. just get, we can do an autopsy of the situation. Let's figure out what caused it. Let's figure out where you went wrong and let's get better. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily an all or nothing thinker. I no. think that I'm quite the opposite. Yes. And I see the world in all sorts of shades of gray. And this is even borderline dangerous for me because I look at laws and like laws were written by people and people are fallible. So I don't look at every law as, a, I guess, a necessity. <laughs> okay. Right. Here's an example. Here's an example. We can be at a stoplight in the middle of West Texas in a town with no one around. It's a sleepy town. There's one light. I'm looking around. I've been this light for four or five minutes. If there's no one around, I'm just going to go through the light. I'm not hurting anybody, but the law technically says that I'm breaking it. But I couldn't care less. I don't give. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. But Paige would sit at that light as long as it took until it turned green. I, you've actually taught me to run some lights. Yes. You know, it's funny that you just said that example because it was literally in my head. That was what I was going to say when you started talking about laws, and we didn't even discuss this, so we're on the same page. Yeah, but it's it's, it's wild that two people with completely opposite perspectives managed to get together. But I think it's helpful for not just you, but also for me. Because sometimes when I'm, I can get too gray and I can throw, I can cast aside my values mm-hmm. to fit a situation that I think is just amicable. Like right. This is like the easiest thing to do here where you're more like constitutional about it. You're like, no, this is what it says. This is how you should act. And there is a place for that. There is a time and a place for that, but it's not all the time. And I think that's where all or nothing thinkers get tripped up. Yeah. Is that it's not always the case that you should follow your constitution or your laws or whatever, like, I guess, framework you've created in your brain. Sometimes you have to look at the reality of the situation, just do what you think is best. Right. And there aren't only, there's more than two possible outcomes in any situation. There are. And what are they? Sometimes. (laughs) So there's one, which is the worst case scenario. Right. Then there's the best case scenario. Uh And then there's also what's likely to happen. And that's those other 498 different, or I guess it'd be 500 shades of gray, but I guess black and white are technically shades of gray, but the other shades of gray that are more than likely to happen. This is the most likely outcomes. Right. And we also need to realize that sometimes we look at when all or nothing or all, what are we? Yeah. All or nothing. <laughs> um, it either has to be one way or the other, but you can have both too. 
that blows that, that kind of blows the mind in the beginning. But you're right; you can. You can have both. You don't have to just pick and choose. You, your outcomes can be multiple things. It doesn't just have to be one thing. But we had an episode about detaching with love, which is a very, I guess, a gray area. Yeah. Because for a lot of people, it's either you're in or you're out. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. You know what I mean? So yes. when I think about relationships, there can be someone in your life that you don't necessarily converse with every day, but you still love them. You love them from a distance. It doesn't mean that you're enabling them or anything else, but you can still love them. Right. That's possible. You can be with and without. Yes. And and that sounds difficult for me and my brain sometimes because I've been we read online all the time, you know, if somebody's toxic, you can get out of their life immediately. If somebody's doing this, you need to do that. And those are possible outcomes. Right. It is a possible outcome. But it but seems like those are the only ones you hear about. But those are the only ones you hear about. And there's actually a middle ground with a lot of things. Yeah. It's kind of mind blowing, but that's kind of the theme that we're, we're taking today is what does the gray area look like and how do you get there? Because the trouble with all or nothing thinking is that it doesn't apply to every situation in life. And so if that's how you, that's how your framework is set up in your brain, you're going to get thrown for a loop when it doesn't apply. Yeah. And you're also going to find yourself anxious and depressed and all those other things we talked about because it doesn't apply and you're going to struggle dealing with how could it not be one or the other. It's just not the way life works. The reality is that there's a million different outcomes that could take place. So when we started this podcast, our goal was to, bring something to the world that would inspire people through our journey and help as many people as possible. We took a risk when we decided to do this because here were the two possible outcomes in my mind. One would be the worst possible outcome would be that we gave up and did nothing that we quit. Yeah. It, you might think that the worst possible outcome to me would be that people would hate it. That's actually not the best possible outcome would be that we go viral and we help millions and millions of people. Yeah. But the most likely situation here is that we put something out in the world that it's going to help some people mm-hmm. and it takes time to grow and that's okay. Right. Rather than saying, if it doesn't go viral overnight, I'm giving up. Right. I'm just giving up. Yeah. But the most likely thing is we put this out there for years and years and years and it grows over time and we do help people. Yeah. But we don't become millionaires overnight. We don't, we're not, you know, on a speaking tour at football stadiums and, Mm-hmm. And these huge engagements, like that just doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Life doesn't happen that way. That's called winning the lottery, like catching lightning in a bottle. That's a possible outcome, but I didn't think it was the reality. Reality was exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Building, building, and it takes time and right. consistency. And I think back to like, so my fitness journey and all or nothing was never an option for me because I can look at somebody and say someone who's successful in fitness, someone who's ripped and jacked and they're in the gym every day and they're committed and everything else. What I see is I see consistency. Right. And I have the ability to be consistent. I don't have to be the best. I just have to be consistent. It's like the tortoise and the hare. What happened to the, everyone knows the story, right? But consistency wins out. Right. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah doesn't matter how talented you are. I don't care if you've got the genetics. I can do that too. It just may take me a little longer. I can be consistent. I can be stubborn, damn it. I can keep coming back. That's what it's really about. Yeah. And what are the positives? Like I'm thinking about why do we need to think in the gray area instead of black and white? Like I think that it helps us grow and it helps us to adapt to um, life, 
when life's on life's terms. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps us enjoy things that aren't actually per- perfect because we have these expectations that things are supposed to be a certain way. And like when something within your day just kind of throws you off, you think, oh my gosh, my life sucks. You know, FML. That's what, you know, people say all the time when something bad just happens. When, when we learn to stay in the gray area, we learn to accept those things as they come in life, which makes you a happier person and it balances your life more. Yeah. Things aren't as bad as they seem. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing we can get so negative and so wound up in something negative that's happened. I think so quick personal story. Um, Paige used to have this routine when the kids were small. Like I would get up in the morning super early, like four in the morning and she would never see me in the morning. So she had a routine, her and the kids, and they would get up and I don't exactly know what it looked like because I was rarely ever here for it. Yeah. But on the off chance that I slept in and I was here, I would get like the most evil looks and the worst attitude. And she would just treat me like dirt, man. Yeah, I was dirt. angry. You didn't like that I was disrupting your routine. Right. And you could not get over the fact that I was disrupting your routine. And you worked through this. And I did. What was the best case scenario? Do you remember what you pinned it as? Well, okay. What was the worst case scenario here? Uh, is that the kids what? The kids that, would miss the bus. Well, there was more. I had to go through the process. There was a process that I had to go through for each thing. It wasn't like one scenario. I would think, okay, well, if you messed up my time, the kids would miss the bus. Okay. What happened if the kids missed the bus? Well, I'd have to take them to school. Okay. Well, what would happen if you take them to school? Well, then it would totally throw off my routine. Okay, what if your whole routine was thrown off? Well, then my whole day is done. Like, but that never really happened. That would never, your whole day is not completely shot just because your kids missed the bus. Yeah. It's looking at the reality situation and being able to adapt. Yes. Like life isn't as easy as we'd like to make it. And I think when we're thinking in all or nothing terms, it's simple because you put everything in a box. It's good or bad, the end. Mm -hmm. The reality is that it's not. It's not just good or bad. There's also things that may just happen throughout your day. Right. And, and they're not good or bad. You just got to adjust and adapt and and you can still make a really good day out of some something that you didn't call for, something you didn't plan for. Yeah. So what's next? Um. So I was just thinking of things that words that I avoid to not to get out of the all or nothing thinking. Speaking in absolutes, you mean? Yes. So saying always, never, all, every, should, must, ought, you know, um, not thinking of the words of success, failure, good, and bad. Like these words, we have these labels on these words and it just like, it throws us off for some reason. So it's best to just not use them. So stay away from them altogether. (laughs) So so when you catch yourself- them. So when you catch yourself using them, recognize it and realize yes. that you're probably in an all or nothing thinking pattern. Yep. And then you can stop yourself, slow down and just say, okay, I'm doing that thing I do. Let me look at the reality of the situation quickly. And you can kind of work through that as opposed to just being derailed and spiraling down that, that stinking thinking pattern. Yeah. So having awareness of your thought patterns. Absolutely. And I think that it's tough to do. It's easier said than done because we're so, you don't know what you don't know. And everyone in their own mind thinks that they're totally normal, logical, rational. Mm-hmm. But if it's harming you and it's causing you anxiety, if you're getting depressed yes. from it, then it's worth looking at and challenging yourself. And so I have, I guess to a degree, everyone has some sort of all or nothing thinking. And I can sort of do this too. A lot of times it happens in sports. Like 
things will happen. I'm like, oh, I know what happens next. This happens, that happens. And then I kind of lose my mind, but I've been proven otherwise. And I, I try to remember the positives. I guess that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. I try to remember that positive is an outcome. Right. It's a possible outcome of the situation. I start thinking negatively. I have to challenge myself and almost call myself out and say, stop, just stop. Let's look at the reality of the situation. Yeah. Like one, A, I'm not in control. Yeah. That's, I'm not in control. So at the end of the day, like I have no real control over the outcome. Mm-hmm. As much as I want to influence it through sheer will, it doesn't really matter. Right. I'm the only one who's usually affected by that. And then I, I, I can kind of look at things in a sense that, okay, no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. No matter what happens, even if I don't get exactly what I wanted, I'm going to fall somewhere close and it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Rarely does the worst case scenario happen. Yeah. Ever. Right. So you've worked through this through fitness, but you'll be the first to admit that it's not applicable to everything in your life yet. Right. And that in itself beats you up because then you get all or nothing about that. I do. This thing's insidious. Yes. It's an insidious thought pattern. Yes. Because in in relationships, you struggle with it. I do. We can have a fight and I can say something mean as we're arguing and she will think to herself, I'm worthless. He meant every word of that. He doesn't love me. And the reality is that we just got back from like the greatest dinner we've ever had. And we just had a stupid spat about something. Right. But you'll think that those words. I mean, it used to, I used to spiral down into a deep depression with things like this. And I'm not using that word lightly because I would really start thinking pretty dark um, and put myself in a mental place that was not good just over small things. And I've, I've, I've gotten better at it to where I talk to myself in a kind way. I want to talk to myself like I would talk to a stranger if something was going on with them or a friend or a parent or a spouse. And that's been really helpful. That's a really good way to put it. I think that my advice to anyone who's going through this, as you're talking to yourself in a terrible way and and you're beating yourself up, what would you say to your best friend or your child if they came to you with the same problem? Would you tell them, yeah, you ate that chip, dude, you're done. (laughs) You're going to get so fat. Like it's over. Just quit. You would never, you would never say that. So treat yourself with the same kindness that you would a friend or a child or even a stranger. Most of us wouldn't talk to anyone the way we talk to ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's having enough self-love and self-awareness that you are worthy. You are okay. And you're doing really well. Think of the positives. Yep. I think that I would sum this up by saying, look at the bright side. Yep. When we start to get in this train of all or nothing thinking, look at the bright side. Look at all the positives. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that caps it up for tonight. So if you haven't already, please subscribe, uh, hit the little bell. So you are alerted every time a new episode is posted, check us out on social media. We've got an Instagram account that we keep full of stories and posts. It is at TWFO underscore couple. That's at two couple. We are also on Facebook at two couple, and we've got a blog at www.twofocouple.com. Uh, we are available on all major podcast. I, I always say that podcast <laughs> podcast platforms. Just about anyone you can get your hands on, you can find us. So until next time, I am Matt. I'm Paige, and we'll see you. Bye.